Aware Now, the official podcast for causes. Presented by Awareness Ties, Aware Now is rated O for original and organic content to raise awareness for the causes we're all tied to through personal stories and exclusive interviews. Tune in as we raise awareness a story at a time about topics that aren't always easy to talk about through conversations that are sometimes hard to have. Together, we are aware now. This is Hiding with Hope, an exclusive interview with Merrick Marcel Amiri by Ali Merrick McGuire. This is found in the Source Edition. Hello? Hello. Hi. It's it's Ali. How are you? Uh, thank you, Ali. I'm good. Hope you did well. Thank you for your contact. Yeah, I'm, I'm so glad that we could connect and um, your story. First of all, how are you doing? How are you? Uh, thank you, Ali. I just can't say like I'm in one piece. Currently, I'm alive, but uh, we don't know what will happen next. This does this all seem just so surreal for this to just just happen? Things seem to be going going well, and then all of a sudden, how how are you feeling right now? Um, Ali, I'm very afraid. Things are very scary and disappointed here. Uh, we don't know what will happen next, and uh, uh, we don't know if we will be alive or not. We are just the Fermis. Since the Taliban took control of the Kabul, I'm changing my address every day. I'm going to my friends and family houses so that the Taliban uh, wouldn't be able to find me here in Kabul. Uh, and nothing is like it was before. Nothing. So, so everyone is pretty much just living in fear. Has everyone just taken to to stay into their homes? And what is? How could you describe the scene? What, what's happening there? Uh, Ali, since it took the control of the, the Taliban, first, no one was mentally ready for something like that. Because um, in the last uh, several months, many women and tribunal escaped from their province and they came to Kabul. Everyone was thinking like, okay, Kabul will be the safest place for us because uh, according to the uh, promises of NATO and the Americans and the Taliban, uh, we, uh, they were not supposed to enter Kabul. So we were, everyone was like uh, feeling good, everyone was going to their job, everything was very no- normal for us because I thought, we thought that they would not come to Kabul. But when they just entered Kabul, suddenly everyone was shocked. No one was ready for something like that. And suddenly, our clothes, no one So, so let's talk about you personally. Tell us about what's, what's happened with you. People, people know you. They know your face. They know your name, um, and the work that you've done to to share news. Uh, explain that that day when you were told that you were no longer able to do that. Ali, I'm just 24 years old, and I'm studying law. The first thing that I thought was like, oh my God, they will stop me from studying. I can't go to university just left my 
university because I'm not safe and I can't go out and my university is actually blocked. No one is going to university. Since five years, I'm working as a media presenter in Afghanistan and I had every day three hours live show for the different TV channels in Afghanistan. And I'm a live uh, TV presenter actually. People know me very well as you say. Before Taliban, I was one of the girls in the media uh, who was very talking about all his against Taliban actually. I was one of the person who was talking all his against Taliban about how they kill people, how they kill the children, how they uh, stop the women from going to their jobs when they had uh, control over Afghanistan. But what they advise me now is the same like I was, I always heard about Taliban from my mother, from my father, from family members and what we see in the videos and the stories, it seems like that they are not changed. Though their leaders always say that they will not uh, make other people, they will not stop female journalists to do their job. But then they did took the control of the couple the day after that. I went to my job, I went to uh, National TV of Afghanistan, which I work there and I have a daily show there. When I reached to the game, the first thing I heard from the Taliban fighters, they were armed, they told me cover your face. I had that job and they told me cover your face. When I covered the face, I told them that I have a program I have to enter. They told me like, you're not allowed to go to the TV. This is our TV now. We will have our own presenters. We don't need you. Go to your home and don't come back. I just, I can't imagine. You won't, you won't believe, Ali, the studio that we that we had show every day there, the studio that we built, the studio that uh, we had a program every day for the people of Afghanistan. Now it looks completely like a mosque. It's completely like a mosque. They pray inside the studio. Uh, they are armed inside the studio. They have their own presenter that doesn't look like a presenter, doesn't look like a journalist, who don't know even anything about the media. But they are there talking about every day, everything. When they took the control of the uh, national TV of Afghanistan, the first thing they did, they stopped all our broadcasts and they just published Holy Quran for the two, three days there. Oh my goodness. And, and not only me, Ali, not, not only a female presenter, they, even our male colleagues, everyone was afraid, no one was going to the office. Even still, my team, which we were working for the RTA, mm -hmm. currently no one is going to office. No one. Wow. So all news, whether delivered or presented by a female or a male, is now in complete control of the Taliban? It's under complete uh, control of the Taliban, yes. We don't have actually any news in the team because no one is going to the TV. The team is not working. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. Our office is the system. Everything is under their control. No one is there to report. No one is there to create news, to write the news. No one is there to present the news. It's like everything is gone. They have some, uh, they have two or three mullah uh, presenters sitting there talking. I don't know what they are talking. They are talking in Pasho and we don't even understand what they are talking. Their language, their accent is like completely different from what we, what we see from Pashtun people in Afghanistan. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So they've pretty much just managed to just sh shut everything down and keep everyone in the dark. Yes, yes, it's completely like that. 
So uh, a couple of questions. I mean, and again, because this was not expected, like you're saying, you went to, I mean, people are coming to Kabul thinking that, you know, this is going to be where we can be safe and, and figure things out. And, and for this to happen, what is the big, two questions, what is the biggest fear for you, for yourself? And then also, what is the biggest fear for your country right now? Thank you, Ali. The biggest fear for me is my life because I don't know I will be safe or not. I told you, I was a girl in the media of Afghanistan who wearing hijab was very optional for me. If I liked, I would wear hijab. If I didn't like, I had their shoes without hijab. No one was there to tell me you should wear hijab. And there is like hundreds and thousands of my pictures in social media and everywhere, and everywhere that I don't have a job. And I'm very cool on my pictures. I don't accept that. I was one of the, the person who always talked against the Taliban, which now I'm targeted for that. Mm -hmm. They are searching for me because my friends, me and my colleagues, everyone, we are hide because we know they are searching for me. Recently, Taliban have killed uh, a family member of a uh, um, uh, uh, an editor, I think, yeah, he was an editor for the Bichuali. They killed his family member because they were searching for him, they couldn't find him, so they killed one of his family members. Oh. I'm afraid because currently I'm high, I left my house, but my mother, my father, I'm the youngest member of my family, my siblings, they are at home, and I'm afraid, what, what if something happened to them? Oh my goodness, um... Oh, I just, um... If you know what, Taliban, Taliban, just give me one second. And you know what, Ali? Taliban are not the only threat right now for me. Because it's not guaranteed for me that they will keep me alive or not. Uh, I will be alive or not. What about the prisoners that the Taliban recently released from the different provinces of Afghanistan. They released thousands of the prisoners, the criminals, who are now in the streets, who are now in the Kabul and other provinces. They will kill us. What about the, our own people in a cultural city like Kabul in Afghanistan? What if the people enter to our home, home at night? What if the people and the groups that are against the Taliban in Afghanistan, that are working against Taliban in Afghanistan, what if they kill me to show the world to say that they are not changed we are targeted by money groups right now it, actually we don't know who to trust trust me the only thing that comes to my mind right now is who to trust do you know when the day the Taliban took the control of the city the capital the Kabul when they entered to the national TV of Afghanistan the radio television they announced that this is Imarat Islami country after this. When we saw the video, one of our colleagues from the social media department with them, when I saw them, when I saw him, I was shocked. He was my colleague. We talked, we worked together, but he was one of the members. Oh my God. <sighs> he was one of the members and I was shocked. Like, since that day, I don't know, oh, even, I don't know how to trust my colleagues. I don't know who is with them. I don't know who's working for them. So, so, so for you, for yourself, 
what do you, you, you will then just go continue to change your dress daily and, and find refuge with friends and family and just try to stay one step ahead? Is, is that the plan? Is that? Ali, to be honest, I don't, have, I don't know what to do, trust me, because I can't go out of my home because the, as the Taliban said, no one is allowed to go for their mahram outside of the city. So I only have my brother, brother uh, 17 years old. I can't go with him out because they know he's my brother. He's hiding with me. We both are hiding because we can't go out of our home. People know me very well, even, even trust me, even if I cover my face, they know me by my voice, my sound, the way I speak. If I just talk to one person for the one minute, they will notice that this is me. Having three hours live show in the TV for the last five years, so people know me very well. Even if I talk, even if I talk around the street or with someone, who just watched our, my program for four or five days, they will notice that this is me. We can't go out. We can't talk with anyone. We can't go even to the hospital if we need anything. Oh my gosh. Oh. The only thing I have to do is to stay home, stay in a place that no one could find me, turn off my phones, turn off my local contacts, my local SIM cards, uh, and just, just be, be hide. Trust me. And even if I need something, where I am, even if I need something, when we are hungry, when we want to eat something, we, we want to uh, need some medicine or something because I'm not in my home, I'm somewhere else. I don't have anyone to tell to bring me that. I can't say my mom and my dad because I don't know what if they track my mom and my dad and they track our phone calls and they track them to find us. We are just completely in a room locked like a prisoner no way to out no way to go outside and i don't have any idea what to do oh my goodness um for for anyone who for everyone rather for everyone who hears your words who hears your stories in the situation that you're in what is it that the, that you want them to know what is it what what can we do what do what do you want people to know what do you want to say to the world Thank you, Ali. The very first thing that I want to know for everyone is to believe us, Taliban's are not changed. They are completely not changed. But we hear from their leaders on Doha, on, on other countries, and what they tweet on social media is completely different from what we see in the ground and from what we hear and uh, what we see from their fighters here in Afghanistan. They, they don't even know their leaders. They don't even... Um, accept what their leader says. They are checking for the people's houses. They are checking, like they are going to the every part of the Kabul, they are checking the houses to find the people that they are targeted for them. That the people who talk against them always. And for the people like me, as a female like me, who is the, one of the very limited uh, girls in Afghanistan who is Currently, in this situation, is talking about what's really going on in Afghanistan. They are not changed. They are the same people and the same Taliban they were in 1990. The situation is getting worse day by day. I believe that after September and after August, 
and Americans with the NATO and the other security forces leave Afghanistan, it will be much harder for the Afghan people to live here. Much harder. Because they will show their real face in that time. Um, so, in this darkest of times right now, um, we have to trust, we have to hope that there is light to be found. As you look around the situation at your life, I know there's so much uncertainty. There's nothing but uncertainty. Where do you see any light? Where do you see hope? You have to close your eyes at night and have some hope. Where, where do you find that? Ali, since last five and six days, I haven't slept, trust me. Mm -hmm. I'm fully in a stress, very disappointed. I can't sleep. I can't sleep because I'm afraid. What if they come to the place that I'm right now for checking? What mm -hmm. if they come to see who is there living? What if the someone, the, our, uh, the people who are living in this area, what if they, they just, someone just noticed that this is me and they say the Taliban, hello, hey, she's living here. What if they come there? I can't sleep and the only hope, the only hope that I have right now for me and from, for my female colleagues that we are in the same situation is to leave Afghanistan. And we don't know actually how. We applied for the US visa, we applied for the UK visa, we applied for the Canada visa. We applied for the, as many emails that we received that we have been told that they will help you. No one is responding. Oh. Trust me, no one is responding. We are not getting any email, any text, any phone call from them. Just the only thing we receive is an auto message. It's an auto message from the emails that we received your email. Not like not, nothing more. No one is responding. It's not only about me. For my colleagues that who are still in Afghanistan, for my colleagues that especially from the national TV of Afghanistan that we have been banned from the media, we have been banned from our job, we have been banned from uh, being as a fighter for women in Afghanistan. No one of us has received any email or any help still in Afghanistan. Oh, I, w I wish I had words. I wish I had um, words of hope, words of, we have to trust it's there. We have to hope that your story and your message does not fall on deaf ears. Um, I can't thank you enough for sharing what you have about what your reality is and so often we're shown a different version and to hear it your voice your words the reality of it is i uh can't thank you enough for helping all of us become more aware now it is with this awareness awareness your story and your words are providing um that can provide some sort of hope and that we all can work together to have you heard and to have you safe as you deserve to be. Thank you, Ali. Thank you so much for contacting me. Thank you for your help because this is what is the reality is. And they must know that they supported Taliban. Everyone thought that they will be changed. Everyone thought that the people will be saved. This is not the truth. They are not changed. Thousands of people are around the Kabul airport right now. And they are just waiting to leave Afghanistan because they don't see hope here. We don't see any hope there. We don't know that we will be alive or not because even if they kill us, this is something very normal to Taliban. They did it before. They kill people and they just simply go and just leave a tree and it has nothing to do with them. And the case is closed. Killing people are this much easier for them right now.
I am sending you so much love and so much light right now. Um, we will do everything to, to share your story, to share your words, to seek out hope, to seek out help. Know that you are not alone. Even though it may seem very much the case, you are you are not alone. And thank you, Ali. Thank you so much. I'm not doing this for me, actually, for myself. I'm afraid because of my colleagues. I'm afraid because of not even females. I'm afraid because of the young boys in Afghanistan. When you see to their faith, they are afraid. They don't send any hope for their It's not only the matter of the females in Afghanistan. The boys, the new generation, no one accepts the Taliban the way they are. Ali banks are completely closed in Afghanistan since they took control of the Kabul. Thousands of people have been displaced. They come to the Kabul. And they thought it would be the safest place and it would be the place that people will help them. Currently, no one has money because everyone, every people that who had job, who had money in Afghanistan, their money is in banks. Banks are closed. No one has money. We can't go outside, we can't buy anything, we don't have money. And I'm not telling you about myself, but for the poor people of Afghanistan, the poor people who are living in Kabul, they don't have money, they don't have anything to eat. What about the people who, who have been displaced to Kabul? They left their houses, they left their everything behind just to be safe, and now they are not safe. And no one is helping them, no one is giving food for them. And this is where people need to wake up. This is where people need to see this is not a political issue. This is not an issue about borders. This is an issue of humanity. This is what ties us all together, that we all live and breathe and hope to continue doing that. And there's no reason why we should have to be scared of the fact that that might not be the reality of it. And it's it's not acceptable, it's not okay. Um, no matter what side of the fence you sit on, um, it's not acceptable. And know that, again, you are not alone. Please tell me the proper way to say your name too. I do not want to say it incorrectly. Yes, please do that. And then also, um, if you would send me, I need people to see you. If you could send um, any like photos, um, high res photos, anything that you have, I want people to hear you and see you. I need people to hear your voice and your words. Um, and I will do, Jack and I, with what we do with our magazine, we will do as much as we can. We will share this with as many as we can. And just know you are not alone. And I know you don't know the answer. We don't either, but we will be there with you to try to find it. Thank you, Ali. Thank you so much. Thank you for your help and for your support. Uh, trust me, we have always believed in media and we have always believed in free media and we work for that. Currently, I believe that the only way to solve this problem for the Afghan females, for the Afghan journals, it's only the media that they can do something for us right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, we will certainly, we will certainly do all that we can and ask that others join us in that. So, um, your story has not fallen on deaf ears. 
your story is one that will be told and it will be seen. And um, please know that I'm only just a message away. Okay? Yeah, sure. All right. Hey, I'm going to, um, yeah, if you want to send that over to me. Again, I'm sending so much love and so much light for you. Um, and uh, just know that we're going to do everything that we can to support you and to help you. Thank you, Ali. Thank you so much. I really appreciate what you're doing for me and for the female people and females in Afghanistan and for the people of Afghanistan, actually, for the new generation that know everyone just lost their hopes and everyone feels like this is the end of the story for us, actually. Well, you know, here's the thing. The story will go on and it will only go on because of people like you, because of your voice who will continue to tell it and to share it. And for us who will support you in that and amplify in any and every way that we can. Um, so thank you and keep faith, keep hope. And um, again, you are not alone. Thank you, Ali. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Sending so much love. Thank you. Be safe. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a beautiful day. You as well. Take care of you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Ties in Hiding with Hope featured Mer, Mersal, Amiri. Interviewed by Alan McGuire. Podcast intro track by Davis Beck. Episode soundtrack by Soul Rising. Thank you for listening to Aware Now. To read our magazine, watch our broadcast, or join our community, be sure to visit our website, awarenessties.us.